0: You're listening to a podcast from the Outdoors Channel.
1: Hello, my name's Cameron McNeish, and I'm the editor of TGO Magazine. I'd like to introduce you to a man who has exploded onto the UK outdoor scene in the past few months through a tremendously successful series of podcasts. The download statistics for Bob Cartwright's backpackinglight.co.uk podcasts have been nothing short of phenomenal and now as a unique development in the world of outdoor podcasting, I believe Bob can be of great service to the outdoor industry. He's just launched his Outdoors Channel, a central hub of information that will allow the industry to talk directly to the end user. Bob, tell me how's how's this all going to work?
2: Well, the principle is to, to try and keep uh, something like this as simple as possible. Um, it's a bit of a two-way, t- two-way thing. The, f- the first part of it is I'm giving the, the industry, if you like, the opportunity to explain more detail behind their products or their services than perhaps they can normally achieve with, with advertising. So they can uh, produce or sponsor a series of programs uh, that perhaps give more detail about their particular products. That's, that's one part of it. Then the other side of it is the, the end user was, is going to have access to this library of information. And they will be able to dip into this information any time over a 12-month period and obviously... Pass the information on to their to their uh, friends who are also maybe interested in the same sort of products. So I'm giving the industry, if you like, a, a chance for a much greater exposure. But we're not talking exposure on a local level. We're talking exposure on an international, on a worldwide level, because podcasting has become the new media for people to uh, have access to and use for reference and for entertainment.
1: Okay, who is the end user? Who is your audience?
2: Well it's uh, as as you said in your introduction there it, the the feedback since October has been phenomenal you know a 100,000 downloads is just incredible and it, it's interesting that the information that I've got uh, it's predominantly from the US admittedly but it really the profile of your average podcaster podcast user and listener is pretty well identical to the profile that was provided by Friedrichshaven uh of last year of the Outdoor Enthusiast you know they are between 30 and 50 generally uh, the majority between 30 and 40 uh, they are um, uh, environmentally aware they're savvy their their decision their purchasing decisions are made on they research something and they like to buy good quality products that are going to reflect their interest in their in their enthusiasm so it's it's interesting how they both link together and certainly the feedback i've had from the uk well i've had feedback from the uk the us australia japan and asia uh, all of which wanting to know more about specific products that we may have discussed in, in podcasts, so I know that the audience is there, and certainly the the information the, the audience information from the u s alone is, is staggering if I can just i 've just mentioned something here um, there are thirty eight million Current subscribers in the US alone of iTunes and iTunes is a is a well known pod catching software it basically once you 've subscribed, anything that I release or anybody else releases just appears on your desktop and you have the choice to to download it. You can listen to a few the first couple of minutes say yes, I want that i 'll download it now thirty eight minutes and the prediction is that in four years' time, that will have expanded to 50 million users. And that's purely of iTunes, and that is one of a dozen or so packages that catch podcasts.
1: Okay, uh, what can a potential advertiser or sponsor get for his money? Is this something that uh, that can be tailor-made specifically for that, that sponsor?
2: Yeah, the, the packages that I'm sort of, I'm trying to offer to people is, uh, is, is twofold. We will uh, present a package and prepare the information for people using whatever form or style presentation that the that, that sponsor wants it, wants. But the, the overall view is to keep it simple, to keep it entertaining and to have information in there which the end user will find either stimulating and also thought provoking as regards the reason they should look at that product. The second thing is, again, we're not playing on a local stage. We're playing on a world Worldwide international stage. So unlike uh, local advertisings, such as you know newspapers or magazines, which are here and, go- and gone within a month or a couple of months, and on the on the UK scene, these podcasts will be sitting there for a 12-month period. We're offering the service on a 12-month basis. So over a long period of time, as the information spreads and people become aware of the Outdoors channel, um, they will have access to the information. Now, there is a flip side to this, and this is where the industry can help themselves. I'm offering a service, and I'm providing a, a, a range of skills here and presenting Uh, a sponsor's information in a certain way. That's one part of it. But then I will be handing back to the sponsor... A a link, a button, if you like, as simple as that. A button, and that button, they can pass to their customers, to their retailers. They can pass it to their distributors anywhere in the world. They can pass that button to to the end user. And because the outdoors channel is a solely media-based site, it is it is not not uh, biased in any particular way to a retailer. It is purely a host of media. Then anybody in that world in the world can link back to this site to say if you want to know. more about product x download the latest video the latest program the latest whatever uh, from the outdoors channel and there's no worry that this particularly bias between you know another retailer whether it's a uk retailer or a us retailer
1: so how can an advertiser or sponsor measure the impact of his podcast
2: well, with the, with the, the world of digital medium, uh, as you know, th- th- everything is traceable. So every time uh, an item is downloaded, it will be incrementally going on the clock. And uh, over a period of time, we'll have the ability to actually analyze uh, where the listeners are downloading, which continent they're, they're, they're downloading from. And these figures will be available as part of the package to each sponsor. So each month, we'll be giving them details of how many downloads they've had and uh, where we can find the information, which, which Continent has actually been downloaded it most. Because you might find um, that you know suddenly you're very very big in the US, very much like the music industry. You might be big in the US, and, and yet the UK market isn't isn't that strong for you. And you'll have factual information uh, that of of from facts and figures that have actually the number of downloads and where it's actually gone to. Which I think from a from a sponsor from an advertiser's point of view uh, is really really important information.
1: I suppose in a sense this is just a new form of advertising.
2: It is, but it, I, I've been involved in the advertising world years years ago, and there is a big difference. Uh, podcasts are predominantly, and they need to be thought of as information, entertaining information for the end user. If you try to make it a hard sell advert uh, or like a radio advert from start to finish, it soon turns people off, and they, they, they have the choice. They have the choice to skip through that part of the information. They have the choice to, to delete it, to not listen to it. Uh, so I would advise people not to think it of, of, as advertising, perhaps more sort of uh, infomercials—a bit of a crossover, really—from uh, that point of view, more more information-based. But don't forget, again, with the the expanse of, of um, iTunes and uh, similar pod-catching software. The other side of it is, is the amount of people with portable media players, because podcasts can be played naturally on the PCs that they're downloaded on. If they've got a pair of speakers, you can hear it. That's one thing. But, you know, everybody has got an MP3 player uh, these days, and in fact, pro- people have probably got them and don't realise it, because you now have MP3 players on phones, you have MP3 players on PDAs, you have MP3 players on on PlayStation portable PlayStation machines, you've got MP3 players, obviously, on the laptop and also on the PCs, all of which don't need any special software. They, would, they play these things automatically. So the commuter, and I tend to find that most people either listen to it on the PC they've downloaded it from or they listen to it as they commute and as they drive, which I think is the most interesting part because you have got a captive audience there to, to hear all about your products.
1: I was going to say that um, it won't be long until you can download podcasts on your mobile phone, but you see that's happening already.
2: Yes it's it's happening already and the the new generation of phones uh now actually you will have access to go straight to a directory very similar to, to iTunes where you can just go skip through uh you know a list of of podcast providers select the ones you want and literally when you turn your phone on in the morning it's already been downloaded you can listen to it on the train
1: so how much is all this going to cost
2: well i'm trying to keep this um as as cost effective as possible bearing in mind this is a you know a 12 month arrangement of data it's the information that is sitting on the site for 12 months it can be extended if people want to of course um so it's it's going to be akin to a traditional uh, magazine advertising and promotion. That's the best way of describing it, because there's two costs involved. There's the actual cost of, of hosting it and providing it uh, and obviously supporting the information once it's there, and then the second cost of creating it in the first place. And that cost is fairly flexible, uh, as we know. But again, back to the beauty of podcasting, you know, you can do it over the phone, you can interview somebody face to face, and their passion, their enthusiasm, their experience can come over very, very well indeed in audio, and that's possibly the cheapest way to do it. Uh, and it's incredibly cost effective. So I would say it's, it's akin to magazine advertising. That would give people a good reference point to just how cost effective it would be.
1: So how flexible can an advertiser be if he comes to you, he wants to produce a podcast? Can, you, can he use, say, his own sponsored athlete or, or, or a personality, that you know, someone who's well known? Um, what are the limitations on that? Are there any
2: no, absolutely not. I mean, it's a bit of a uh, sort of an open playing field at the moment. The the I've been working on on getting the website and the principal up and running uh, as uh, for the last 3 or 4 months since uh, since Christmas. Uh, I wanted to make it free for the end user. That's the most important part because the internet is seen as a source of free information. I think it's important that the end user gets his information free. So it needs to be supported somewhere. And obviously the sponsors if they've got um uh, as you say uh, people they sponsor in, in terms of their business uh, or uh, Famous personalities or whatever that they're associated with, and they want to incorporate that within the podcast. That isn't a problem. We can do all that for them. Uh, we can bring everybody together uh, as over the phone or, or in person. Uh, it's down to a budget at the end of the day. Um, and if these people have got something exciting to tell um, to support the products or support the activities, they they will come over well. I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be very very exciting because there are a lot of people out there that have got um, a lot of skills. They've got a lot of experience using. Particular products, particularly, say, for example, the, the um, adventure racing scene, and the end user never gets to hear what these people really think of a particular, uh, particular product in use, uh, p- treating it pretty hard, and that would be really interesting to listen to. Hmm.
1: Is this exclusively audio, Bob, or um, will we see perhaps see video casts in the future?
2: Um, I'm setting it up so it is vo- audio and video. So the, the there's only a cost element in between them. The video is much more expensive uh, to produce because it is much more time consuming, it involves more expensive equipment and more more investment. Uh, but by much more expensive, I'm, I'd say probably sort of four or five times the, the expense of of audio. But um, I will shortly be putting up uh, several video clips that I've shot myself um, with various products uh, that, um, interestingly, the uh, the sales guys were saying when I explained the concept to them just how useful it would be in the staff training. Uh, scene because they're finding that when they go to uh, outlets, the staff has ch- changed and they have to start again. Now, if they've got a reference point where they can put half a dozen video clips explaining the features and benefits of their particular products, be it rucksacks or tents or something that that is a face-to-face type presentation as opposed to an audio presentation, that would save them an awful lot of foot leather and an awful lot of mileage. And also, at the same time, the end user is re- receiving the same information. So the end user can actually walk into the shop and go, I know exactly what I want. I've seen, the, I've seen the video, I know what the features are, that's the, that's the product for me, as opposed to be perhaps getting confused by people who are, might be new to the job uh, and um, a bit confused with some of the products they're selling.
1: Okay, as, as well as a, a bunch of promotional podcasts, what else might we hear or indeed see on the Outdoors channel?
2: Uh, well i 'm doing the the promotional side as you quite rightly say and we 're also trying to balance that out with uh, pure entertainment as well so we 're doing a range of entertainment programs when I say entertainment it 's sort of uh, news programs or uh, chatting to people who uh, who have done various uh, events um, uh, sort of magazine based I suppose really because again the feedback that we 're getting is that a lot of people interestingly enough have have downloaded the um, the backpacking light uh, podcast certainly the range of podcasts which involve People that, who, who have actually gone and done long treks, and they take them with them when they go camping. So they lie there, they lie there in their tents when they've been backpacking, and then they tune into whoever they want to listen to. Sometimes it's yourself or, or Chris Townsend or or people that have done the TGO challenge, and they they absorb the information while they're actually out doing something. So um, I'm very much looking forward to having a level playing field so that the the actual content of the website is split evenly, fifty fifty between the commercial interests but also the entertainment interest as well
1: okay tell me how can people get in touch with you what your contact details
2: well, the uh, the easiest way, and certainly all the details are easily found, on theoutdoorschannel.co.uk. That's the the best place to go, and the email addresses are on there, and also the telephone number as well. So that's theoutdoorschannel.co.uk. And um, most questions and answers I've tried to to incorporate in the introduction section, uh, but certainly if people want to talk and just talk through the idea to see if it would work for them, because in all fairness, you know, it may be from the commercial point of view, it wouldn't necessarily work work but i've already had and and this is prior to me launching now i've already had four companies approach me very very enthusiastic about the the whole concept and the whole idea and of course you know we're we're starting uh, with the best company of all we're, we're going to do the first uh, magazine program with yourself and i'm course, really yes. <laughs> looking forward to to putting together the uh, the tgo show
1: yeah, and that, that should be up running shortly. That, that's great. Okay, Bob, th- thank you very much for that. It certainly is, um, it's an interesting and, and very fresh concept. Um, of outdoor advertising but I think it's probably more than just outdoor advertising you're offering an awful lot more there and uh, I really wish you the best of luck with it Um, I hope that many sponsors and advertisers um, pick this up and run with it because I think it adds a fresh dynamic to the outdoor industry here in the UK and, and who knows worldwide so the very best of luck and thank you very much for that
2: well, thank you very much indeed for your interest, Cameron. I'm looking forward to, to doing your show. And certainly, um, this is a facility that's there to be used by, by everybody. And I think, as you say, if they can pick the ball up and run with it and realise it isn't just a one-way stream, I'll give them back information which they can distribute and it benefits everybody. Uh, I, I think it will be a great success. I'm, I'm and, well, fingers crossed, it will be a great success.
1: Good. Well done.
0: To find out more, visit theoutdoorschannel.co.uk. Some drink water, some drink wine, some arrive late for a long time. Take a lot of strength to make the net, take a lot of risk to win a bet, take a lot of thread to make the rope Never a trope. different folks. Oh.